people then get looped in this trauma cycle and they are under this illusion of like, oh, I'm okay until they get triggered again and then they it happens again. So they keep getting stuck in this loop. And what I do is I break that loop. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the podcast. I know I say that every single episode. I don't know what else to say in the beginning of the episode, like happy Monday. I guess I could say that, but sometimes my episodes don't come out on a Monday because I don't get my shit together. So, you know, whatever. Anyway, um, I am going to do this podcast all about trauma and it kind of explaining what is trauma for anyone that is just kind of confused about it. Um, I feel like everyone now talks about trauma and I just want to preface that I personally feel like I was one of the beginning people that started talking about it and now it's become trendy, which is it's a good thing that it's been, it's talked about more, like trauma's talked about more because more people are becoming aware of their trauma, but it's not good when it's not talked about in the correct way, if that makes sense. So I feel like everybody talks about trauma, but I'm going to break down what actually is trauma and like help you guys to understand it because everybody does have trauma, but not every coach can clear trauma. So like if someone's like, yeah, I can help you with your trauma, like just make sure they actually know what they're talking about. Make sure that they've like, you know, you've heard them just really discuss like actually what happens with trauma, not just like throwing out the word, just, you know, like saying the word trauma, like let's clear your trauma is very different from actually being able to explain what trauma is, if that makes sense. So if they really know trauma, that's different. Um, but just a little FYI, because every fucking coach these days apparently knows how to do trauma. And being a trauma-informed coach is different to actually being able to do trauma healing. Trauma-informed means that you are you understand trauma, and so you're going to try and not trigger your clients. But that also like doesn't help people at the same time sometimes, because if you're going to constantly beat around the bush and walk on eggshells for your clients, like that's not also going to get them there, get them where they want to be either. So anyway, it's it's a big topic of discussion. But I'm like avoiding trauma. Like if you're trauma informed and you're avoiding trauma, that's not necessarily going to help your client either. It's about actually like, don't fucking do trauma healing if you don't know how to, please, for the love of God. Um, but anyway, I just feel like a lot of client, a lot of coaches these days are trying to heal people's trauma and actually just, it's just really traumatizing to them and it re-traumatizes them or it makes them feel stuck in their trauma. So let's just not do that. Anyway, so I'm going to talk to you guys about what is trauma today to help you understand um, a little bit more about it and feel more educated on it and hopefully help you be aware of like, oh, I actually have trauma too, even though I might not be aware of it. So all trauma is, is like an energy blockage. Um, basically when you have something traumatic happen, we get stuck in what's called the trauma cycle. So there's a trauma cycle and the feeling that you got in the traumatic situation gets stuck in your body and it feels like you're constantly reliving this trauma every time you get triggered by something. So people, most people are stuck in the trauma cycle and so they keep actually getting triggered by something and then they they create this illusion to themselves of I'm out of it, like I'm no longer triggered by it or they numb what they're feeling. So for example, you've had the trauma, then something triggers that traumatic event again. Let's say someone said something and then you can create an illusion of you having dealt with it, like you know, like whatever you tell yourself and there's always a coping mechanism involved, which can be avoidance, it can be drinking, it can be drugs, it can be chronic dating, it can be you know, binge watching TV shows. You can use anything as a coping mechanism, but then people think that they're okay 
because the coping mechanism has like gotten rid of the emotion that they were feeling when the trigger happened, when they got triggered. So people then get looped in this trauma cycle and they are under this illusion of like, oh, I'm okay until they get triggered again. And then they, it happens again. So they keep getting stuck in this loop. And what I do is I break that loop. So they're no longer in that loop and they're no longer getting triggered by that thing. And obviously I want to preface guys, like that doesn't mean that you never have emotional experiences. Like in fact, my eyes are actually really puffy right now because I've been crying for like four hours today. Everything's totally fine. I was just like having a fucking moment, having a Monica meltdown. And um, and so I don't want you to think that like by doing trauma work, it means that you're never going to get triggered by something again or you're never going to have emotions like that's a human experience like you're going to sometimes get nervous about things get anxious about things get stressed about work or whatever it is and that's fine that doesn't mean that you have trauma to heal necessarily that just means that like you have human emotions like full stop does that make sense so you want to heal your trauma and also understand that you're going to have emotional moments in your life and there's going to be meltdowns and that doesn't mean oh my god I have to keep doing trauma healing it just means you're a fucking human um but it is really important that we get out of the trauma cycle um, if you are in one because it's really bad for your physical health right like if you're constantly having this trigger going off it does affect you physically as well like we know this it's fucking science the emotional body does affect the physical body and vice versa and if you're constantly having fucking panic attacks that stress is going to really affect your hormones which is then going to affect your libido which is going to affect your sex life and your relationships and x y and z like the flow and effect is real and don't deny that if that makes sense like it's important for us to feel our emotions and it's also important to make sure that we are not in this spiral all the time where it's physically affecting our actual health. Other thing that I want to mention is that going to the root of the problem is really, really important. So sometimes, for example, what's an example? Um, People might be like, I don't feel sexy in the bedroom. So they're going to go and what their plan is to like go and buy lingerie and then they're going to feel sexier. And like that obviously helps in a sense, but that's like surface level helping. The root could actually be something completely unrelated to sex. The root could actually be like you felt like your dad was emotionally unavailable when you were a kid. The root could actually be that you're not even aware of how much stress, um, how much the how much the stress at work is actually affecting you. Like the root can be something so unrelated to how it's showing up. And I love that though because I find all my clients like a jigsaw puzzle where when we get to the root, they're like sometimes they're like, wait, how the fuck? did I get from there to there? And I'm like, that is that is the reality of this kind of stuff that if you're only looking at exactly what's in front of you, you're often going to miss it because if it was right in front of you, you wouldn't be having the problem. It's always hidden where you don't see it and it's hidden in the shadows. I'm just going to put the blinds up one second. You might hear it. Sorry. It's always hidden in your shadows. Oh my God. I wish you guys could see this fucking sunset. It's golden hour right now. <sighs> Damn. Um, anyway, so going to the root of the problem is actually then going to fix everything above it, which is great because sometimes there can be one root problem that's showing up in 10 different ways. So when you fix the one root problem, it fixes those 10 different things, if that makes sense. Um, So yeah, I don't know where it's going with that. I do want to preface also, guys, if you're not aware of this, that everybody has trauma. Like I grew up in the idyllic family and the idyllic childhood. And I thought, oh, I have no fucking trauma. Well, I was wrong about that. Um, I have trauma and no, it's not like, you know, seeing somebody get murdered, but it's, it was a lot of, it's emotional trauma, right? It's a lot of trauma around my feminine and masculine energies. It's a lot of suppression. It's a lot of avoidance. It's a lot of, it was a lot of emotional healing I had to do where, where basically I had to like 
Um, for me, based, uh, some of you might know this. For me, I thought any kind of emotion was weak. And I thought that the feminine was weak. I thought softness was weak. I thought surrendering was weak. And I idolized like hustle and masculine. This is like one of my trauma things, by the way. Um, but at the same time, I deeply wanted to be feminine. And I deeply wanted a man to like take me in like a sexy way. Um, and so I would actually... Be, get myself into really bad situations with men um, because it was that part of me that was longing to be like loved and accepted by a man. But at the same time, I also wouldn't actually be feminine. I'd be like very masculine and very cold and empty. Anyway, so, and then I had other traumas as well. But what I want to, what I want you guys to understand is that even if you grew up in the idyllic childhood where there was plenty of money, you went to a private school, your parents are still together, you still have trauma. Because what happens as a child is that you can you can misperceive a situation, and there, right there, in that misperception, is that the right that a word? Misperception. You then have a trauma response, and then that gets locked in your body, and it becomes a reality, and then it keeps getting triggered throughout the rest of your life, which keeps basically saying this story is correct. And the thing with trauma is it actually can continue to get... The, the actual trauma could start at like, let's say the size of a five cent coin. Well, if you're in America, let's say a penny, right? It could start at the size of a five cent coin or a penny. I don't know what that is in Europe. Sorry, guys. Um, that's what the trauma... Like if we, were to, if we were to put this in like a physical... If I was to help you guys to understand trauma in in a way that you could see it, let's say that your trauma starts off in, a, in one of your traumatic situations, starts off as a five cent coin, right? Or a penny or whatever that is in Europe. But then over the years, over the next five years, 10 years, 15 years, it keeps getting triggered. And all of a sudden, this five cent coin has turned into the size of a fucking bouncy ball, like a giant fucking, one of those blow up balls that you like use in the gym. It, t- it turned into that size. So if you don't fix your trauma and it keeps getting triggered, it actually gets bigger and bigger and bigger and it becomes more controlling and more consuming over your life, which obviously isn't a good thing. Even if you think back to back to your childhood and you're like, yeah, nothing really bad happened. I guarantee you that there is stuff in there that is affecting you a lot right now and you aren't aware of it and you aren't like giving yourself permission to see that because you are, you believe, and it's a fair enough belief, you believe that you had a great childhood, so therefore you don't have any trauma. Um, And the, the other reason why a lot of us think like this is because a lot of people gaslight other people when they don't have a really bad situation going on in their life. So for example, you know, like the common phrase of like, well, at least you don't have cancer. Or like, you know, our parents would often gaslight us as well when we we're kids if we like, you know, didn't want the, f- not, no, not gaslight us, but you know, like a lot of parents would be like, at least you're not a hungry kid in Africa. These comparisons then make us actually believe that our problems aren't valid because somebody else has it worse. And that is a really that is problematic because what then happens is that you diminish your experience and you don't get help when you need help. So you create a situation where you lack the feeling of freedom and abundance and love in your body. And as a result, the flow and effect is that you that you are struggling in some way, shape or form in your life, but you won't let yourself get help because you won't admit you have a problem because somebody else has it worse. And I just want to like, I want to give you guys permission to admit to yourself, I'm struggling right now and I need help in this area. And you don't need to have had you don't need to have had the worst trauma in the fucking world in order for you to be struggling because of something. Okay. Um, and the other thing with trauma that I want you guys to understand is that when we are in a traumatic event, whether it's emotional or physical, when an animal is in a traumatic situation, they shake. You probably see it in your dogs, they shake. And that shaking is actually them releasing the trauma. 
but as humans, we console each other, which is obviously a good thing. Um, and we console each other. And as a result of that, we actually stop shaking and we lock the trauma in our body. Now, this doesn't mean stop consoling your friends if they're shaking and having a fucking meltdown. What it means is that when a situation like that happens and you are consoled, you then need to create the space to then actually do the trauma healing around it so you don't keep getting triggered by the scenario. So as humans, we lock a lot of our trauma in our body because we are able to self-soothe and other people soothe us, right? So that then obviously causes a situation where more and more trauma gets locked in your body and therefore it continues to get exacerbated in some way, shape or form. Oh, but it's going for it. Um, so with my... Um, with understanding trauma, when you have this energy block in your body, you continue to relive the trauma as though it's happening again. Your brain doesn't know that it's not happening again. So when you get triggered by something, your body actually reacts in the exact same way as though the trauma is happening again, even when it's not, which is why it's so important for us to fix things so that your body isn't constantly going into this fight or flight or freeze response. And you're having, you know, your hormones will, will over time get very heavily affected and it does create a lot of disassociation, which isn't a good thing for like your relationships and just like your life in general. You don't want to be disassociated because if you're constantly disassociated, which is act, which is your brain is trying to protect you, so you disassociate, right? But if you're constantly disassociated, what then happens is you don't feel pleasure and you don't feel pain. Now, not feeling pain is obviously great because you don't want to keep feeling the pain of the trauma. But the problem is that pain and pleasure is on the same like threat, like on the same. Um, uh, what's the fucking word? I'm gonna say threshold. It's not the right word. Pain and pleasure is like one and the same, like love and like love and loss. Um, and so, if you want to feel pleasure, you need to also be able to feel pain. So, if you've disassociated and numbed out so that you can't feel pain, it causes you to also not be able to feel pleasure. If that makes sense. Um, and I want to preface this can happen for any level of trauma. So, like I've. I've created like a trauma scale and I'm maybe it's somewhere else as well, but I have a diagram for my certification girls and it's basically a scale of like, you know, a lower level of trauma to a higher level of trauma. And just because a client is on the lower level of the trauma scale, doesn't mean that their perception isn't as bad as somebody on the high level of the higher level of the trauma scale. So on the lower level of the trauma scale, let's say you lost your mom in the grocery store and the higher level of the trauma scale is you saw someone get murdered pretty different fucking traumas, right? Now, the important thing isn't the actual trauma itself. It's the perception of the trauma in that situation and how much of it was obviously released and therefore like the flow and effect of it. Now, let's say for example, that that you got lost in the supermarket from your, you got separated from your mum. You could have gone into a full on fucking panic attack of I'm going to die because you are three years old. I'm going to die. And you lost your mum for like, let's say 20 minutes. And from that moment on, your mom gripped you so fucking tight because she was so afraid of losing you again. That perception, let's say, could be... Oh, how do I put this into words? Let's say, for example, that perception on a, on the trauma level, I'm making this up now, on, on, a, on, a, on a level is 80 out of 100, okay? So that's it's pretty bad. It's, it's badly affected you and it's showing up in, in a lot of areas of your life. Then we've got the client that saw someone get murdered. You would think, fuck, that would be like 200 out of 100 on the fucking levels, but what's important is that for all you know, um, in that situation, all she might have, she or he might have released all the fucking trauma, and she or he might not have actually perceived the situation to be as bad as what you might perceive it to be, and her perception could be sixty out of hundred. So 
why I'm saying this is because I want you guys to understand that just because somebody has seen something else worse than you, for example, it doesn't mean that their trauma is any less valid than yours. It doesn't mean that they're that they need healing work any more than you do. You both fucking need it. Full stop. Um, so that's just what I want you guys to understand that there is a trauma scale, and you there there are. It doesn't matter what the situation is if your body went into a trauma response, then you have trauma. And that trauma response could come about because you lost your fucking mum in the supermarket. It could come about because your mum told your mum your mum or dad told you no when you were younger. It can come about for like a multitude of different reasons. Quick little reminder that Queen Alchemy is open for enrollment and you do not want to miss out on this program. This program, I've got a video on the website, so you can just go and check that out if you feel the pull. But I made this program before it became like trendy and all the rage to do like trauma healing and sex sex stuff and feminine energy stuff. Now, like I know every second person does it. So this is like the real shit. This isn't just like some airy fairy program that you know will be a little bit of fun and you shove a cervical wand up your pussy it's a lot more than that trust me um all the details are on the website there is hundreds of testimonials that you can look at so there's really like no risk with you joining you know that you're going to get the results because you can look at all these other women that have gotten the results for themselves and please just know dms are open send me a question but also if you do wait too late you will miss out on your spot because i do have limited spaces as i like to keep the programs at a um number where i can manage everybody and people don't feel like numbers Now, the other thing to also understand, and this is quite common in our hustle culture, is that people can get addicted to trauma. And the reason why this happens is because I kind of talked about this in the victim episode, to be honest. That's kind of basically where you could just go for like a little bit of a further understanding of it. But when you're constantly, um, when you're constantly in this trauma response and you're constantly being triggered, the adrenaline can actually become really addictive and you become addicted to the adrenaline. You become addicted to this rush that you get, quote unquote, um, and you and you therefore don't have a reason per se to, or you don't have the awareness of I need to heal this because it becomes like thrilling. And this is really common with the hustle culture where this constant release of adrenaline becomes so addictive that at the same time it does suppress like that sensitivity in x y and z now what can happen is that you can all of a sudden have a fucking breakdown but we don't i don't want you to get to that place um so the addiction to the like to rushing to being late to constantly having this go 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 is a real thing and it's not healthy it's absolutely the most unhealthy thing that you can do for yourself. And it is an avoidance and procrastination and self-sabotage tool and a really fucking good one of that. So it's a really great way for you to avoid what you're feeling. And I used to do it myself. It's a great way to avoid what you're feeling. And it's a great way to suppress what you're feeling because the cortisol feels so much better. It's a thrill. It feels so much better than feeling your emotions. So if any of you guys are doing that, that's a way that trauma can show up. People don't actually realize um, it is showing up, right? The same thing as like victim mentality in any way, shape or form. Victim mentality, I did that I did that amazing episode. Go back and re-listen to it if you've already listened to it. If you haven't listened to it, go and listen to it. If you have listened to it, listen to it again. Um, but the victim mentality, that is telling me that you have shitloads of fucking trauma that you also need to deal with. Um, if you like freeze or numb out when you're having sex... Again, that's trauma. If you, you know, um, if you find that you like disassociate and numb out from situations very easily, boom, that's trauma. 
if you procrastinate, that's trauma. If like it's it's the way it's it's basically the way that your trauma is showing up. It's like the symptom, if that makes sense. Um, so all of those things, like those bad habits, are telling me that you have shit to heal. Um, it's not just a matter of like snap out of it and stop procrastinating because that's actually a lot harder than just healing the trauma. If you heal the root, you'll stop doing the like the bad habit. But you trying to do like you trying to like push through the bad habit with willpower thinking that's going to fix the trauma. It's not actually going to. It's going to be very hard for you to keep it up. What's easier is for you to go to the root and then that will fix it, if that makes sense. Um, If you have an inability to cry or inability to feel pleasure, that's also a way that trauma is showing up. And I obviously want you guys to all feel free, men and women, in your mind, body, and soul. And I don't want you to be having this these constant little things triggering you because at the end of the day, it's so draining and just like not the most pleasurable way to live. I think like a lot of people actually think that anxiety is normal um, or like, you know, being triggered all the time is normal. I'm like, no, guys, that's not fucking normal. It is not normal. I don't know how, how many times I have to say this, guys, but it is not fucking normal to have anxiety. Everyone has it. I love when I say to people, no, it's not normal. And they're like, no, but everybody has it. So like it is normal. I'm like, just because everyone has it doesn't mean it's normal. It's common, but it's not normal. Um, and like, again, get to the fucking root, if that makes sense. Um, what else did I want to mention? Um, with all of this trauma stuff, like the nervous system comes in as well. And the nervous system is basically the part of your body that throws out the stress response. So when you get stressed about something, your nervous system goes into high alert. And if your nervous system is constantly in high alert, it's impossible for you to be in your feminine. It's impossible for you to receive. It's impossible for you to relax and truly fucking relax because your nervous system is jacked all the time. So in all of this, that's why I kind of always talk about nervous system stuff. It's really important and it's really amazing when you like fucking nail control over your nervous system. It gives you a lot of freedom and it feels really good to be able to control that stress response. For the most part, obviously, we are humans. We have our moments. Um, but it feels really good to be able to control that for the most part as well. And yes, that is, you know, breathing techniques and whatever. That's all very helpful. But you breathing through your trauma isn't going to fix it. You fixing the root of it and rewiring your nervous system, which I do with you, you doing that is actually where the magic is. I, I really just want to reiterate to you guys that when you go to like a talk therapist, for example, that doesn't do shit. You know why you feel good after going to talk therapist? Because you've had a rant and you've actually released a pile of adrenaline and dopamine. And you'll then, you feel great because you've ranted for an hour. And then they give you the tools of breathing and like to get over your anxiety or whatever. And whilst that can be helpful maybe for some people, it's not fixing the root cause. It's not sustainable. And I really want you guys to understand that whilst, yes, I give my clients tools, I am all about... If this is something where there's a root problem, then we need to fix it. If this is like manage, you know, like how to like not fucking get reactive in a meeting at work, that's obviously different. But, you know, then maybe there's a tool for that sometimes if like stupid Sally is getting all sassy again. But what I what I want you guys to understand is that I don't want you to think that you have to live the rest of your life with X issue and just use the tools because that's fucking draining. That's draining and it makes you feel powerless because you're constantly giving your power away to a fucking tool rather than you actually fixing the problem within you and being like, wow, I don't need any more tools anymore um, because I don't feel X issue anymore, if that makes sense. Um, The other thing that I also want to mention is that um, 
some people ask me, do I need to know my trauma to clear it? And the answer is fuck no, absolutely not. You do not need to know your trauma to clear it. That's my job. All I need to be able to see is like the bad habits. So like, you know, that's why I kind of ask people sometimes, I'm like, what are some things in your life that you want to change? And maybe it's, you know, things like I can't hold down a relationship or it's, you know, I'm always blowing my lid at work or I can't, you know, I, I, I try so hard to eat healthy and it just won't stick. Those things give me everything I need. You don't need to know the actual root of it. You don't need to know the trauma of it. You just need to be able to tell me the things that you want to change in your life um, or like the bad habits and then I will do the rest. And this is really important to understand because your memory usually wipes out trauma so you don't remember it for a valid reason, especially if it's really bad because you don't want to remember it. So if anyone thinks that like, you know, for that's why also like talk therapy doesn't fucking work because it's like, well, your brain doesn't remember everything for a fucking reason. So if someone's asking you to like share what happened and how that made you feel, it's not doing anything. And what can actually happen is in you explaining it, you can re-go into a trauma response and then numb out and disassociate and you continue to like lock in this feeling in your body and you lock in this habit and when you talk about it disassociate which we don't want to do so I'm all about like don't fucking talk about it and let's just like do the like let's just like do the body work because you sitting and talking about it with me for 40 minutes isn't actually gonna that's not gonna do anything for you I will say for men it's a little bit different for women absolutely not because we're such emotional beings for men um them understanding something and then being given like a something to do to fix it is actually very productive for them and it works really 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 well and they also need to do the somatic work so I do both of them anyway all I'm saying is that for men it's a little bit different so if any men are listening and are like oh I don't really like I find it very hard to like feel and visualize and like I don't think I'd be very good at that. Don't worry, I kind of coach you guys in a bit of a different way. I like talk more with you guys than I do with um, women because you need to understand a lot more and you need to be able to like fix a problem like for yourself and you in fact don't want me to necessarily fix it because you guys are fixers and that's totally fine. So I just, I work differently with men and women because you guys have different brains to us, um, which I love as you guys know. So anyway, that is kind of the summary of what is trauma So hopefully you guys understand that your trauma can be something very small or something very, very big. It gets locked in your body. It is like an energetic hangover essentially. And it keeps getting relived via triggers, via via things that trigger it. It keeps getting relived in your body as though the trauma is happening again, even when it's not. And it does cause detrimental effect on the physical, on your physical body. And it can show up in, you know, period problems, back pain, Um, infertility, headaches, migraines, sleep issues, whatever. That's how it shows up. And that's not a vibe. It's a vibe to fix that and be living our best lives. Um, And I also want to preface that like with manifesting and like creating your dream life in whatever way that looks, whatever way, shape or form that looks like to you, if you're constantly having this trauma, it's also going to block you. You want to make sure with like, with like manifesting, it's very important that you don't have things blocking your manifestations because then they're not going to happen. Um, And sometimes you don't know what's blocking them because it's very subconscious. So that's something else um, just to remember and consider with trauma. Trauma is all encompassing. It affects every area of your life and it's something that every single person needs to work on. So I'm going to leave it there. For women, Queen Alchemy is absolutely the program to join for this. All the details are on the website. You can send me an email or a DM and I will answer any of your questions. For men, the man is the best place to go for the trauma healing. We're going to open up later in the year again. Um, I don't run that one nearly as frequently. So make sure that when I open it, you jump on it. Um, And then I also have my New York City immersion. At the moment, it's only for women. And that is like ultimate quantum leaping. Like if you 
want to rip the fucking bandaid off, then absolutely come to the immersion, especially if you're someone that wants to be really fucking pushed outside your comfort zone and like you want to absolutely break in half, then 1000% come to, um, come to, uh, what's it called? My New York City immersion. So that's, that's the episode, everybody. Um, that was a really shit ending. <laughs> Whatever. Uh, if you guys could please share the podcast on your Instagram stories, text it to a friend, whatever that looks like for you, I'd really appreciate that. You know what to do. Screenshot, tag me so I can repost it and say thank you. Um, I really, really, really appreciate it when you guys do this. And if you haven't left a review, please can you leave a review? Like I've got like 200 of you have, which is amazing. Thank you all that have done that. And also if you haven't done that, but you're listening to every podcast, it's the value exchange. Um, a lot of effort, money, time, energy goes into the podcast episodes. And, you know, I do really appreciate the value of exchange. And I frankly, I actually need it in order to keep the podcast going. So if you want a podcast to keep going, please make sure that you are sharing and supporting it in uh, the way that feels most authentic to you. Thanks, guys. Thanks, guys.